The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Mack Hike and Flowwood. Best selection of pre-owned and new trucks and SUVs, MacHikeFlowwood.com. And uh, Mack Hike in Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram. Also the uh, Ram trucks and Jeep Wranglers, pre-owned and new Jeep Cherokees too, all at Mack Hike and Flowood. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. And we welcome in uh, Thor Nystrom, NFL Draft Insider with NBCSportsEdge.com and uh, wrote a terrific piece on Matt Corral, among others, uh, as we go into the NFL Draft. I have thought from day one that uh, Corral is the best quarterback in the draft. I'm blown away that it's a debate between Malik Willis Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral, but that's where we are. And a lot of people have uh, Willis and Pickett ahead of Corral. So uh, Thor, good morning. Welcome in as, as you have been evaluating and talking to people and watching film on Matt Corral. uh, What jumps out at you more than anything else about Corral as a prospect? His arm. I, he, he has a major league right arm. And, and the first thing that that was the first thing that popped to me when I was watching him in college, because you see his frame, you don't expect the ball to jump out of his hand to detonate out of his hand, really, like it does. So he, he has that. And then the dual threat element with it, you know, the, the athleticism um, and the vision as a runner in conjunction with that arm strength. I, I think that's what makes him a really dangerous prospect. Who do you think is the number one quarterback going into the draft? So I do have Malik Willis as, as QB one, but I like Corral a lot. Um, he's my QB two. Okay. I have him way ahead of Pickett, for instance. Describe the gap between Willis and Corral for you. For me, it, it, it's just tools, right? Like you know, Malik Willis is coming into the league. I, I consider his tools analogous to a right-handed Michael Vick. He has he has certain tools that you know when when he's on. He's an, uh, sort of an unbeatable player. He's a trump card in and of itself. Um, Corral, j- just a little bit below that in terms of, in terms of ceiling, but, um, you know, just the overall ceiling. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that Matt, Matt Corral is going to transition effectively to the NFL because of that skill set we're talking about. All right. Um, so, interesting. Willis, so do you believe – Willis goes in the top. Do you think Willis and Pickett walk me through where you think they go in the first round within, you know, five or six spots? So, I, I mean, Willis is definitely going in the top 10. Uh, I, I think that there's a, a real shot. He goes number two to the Lions. I think if he doesn't, um, he's probably going to the Panthers. I, I, I didn't think beforehand that the Panthers would be in on him, but I, I've seen enough reports now that they have a first round grade on Willis that, they might be letting the cat out of the bag with that. Um, you know, before I just would have assumed that they would have taken Kenny Pickett over Willis because of Matt Rule's um, history. 
with Kenny Pickett. Obviously, Kenny Pickett was was back in the day was committed to Temple when Matt Rule was the coach there. Um, you know, and Matt just the way Matt Rule has played offensive football, going back to then, he always has uh, you know a pocket passing quarterback. He you know Temple Baylor and then and then with the the Panthers. So um, I, I I you know I, I'd say Willis. I'd say Willis six. I think Corral's going in the teens. Somewhere, um, I, I, you know, I, I think the team to point to right now, maybe after that trade a couple of days ago, would be the Saints. I, I think the Saints would be a really, really good fit for him. I've heard from multiple people that the Saints are, are absolutely looking for a rookie quarterback on the rookie contract for cap reasons. And obviously, you know, Jameis Winston is no impediment to doing that. Um, and then I think Kenny Pickett, I, you know, whether it's in the, the, the teens or whether it's in the early 20s, I would assume he goes around there somewhere as well. And I think Desmond Ritter is the other name that, that we got to talk about in the first round. Okay. Uh, Thor Nystrom, NBCSportsEdge.com. Uh, they're doing a great job with their with their draft coverage. And he walks you through the whole Matt Corral deal. Obviously, we've all watched him for the last uh, four years, but especially the last two, once Lane Train got there and uh, his career took off. So when you t- debate Willis and Corral, is Corral more ready made early and and you love Willis's upside and and how you're projecting him? Where do you stand there? I I think that's fair. Yeah, I I, I do think Corral can come in and do more uh things early on in a traditional NFL offense. You know, we've we've seen him beat defenses with his arms now. In addition to his legs, but you know, very specifically with his arm now for a couple of years. I I'm not sure if I would start Matt Corral in week one, just because of the, the offense he's coming out of, you know, with the lane train, like you mentioned, um, sort of a limited read offense. And that's the one thing I, I would say that I want uh, to see what well, well, th- th- that he has to improve and is just going through the progression. Now he has gotten better at that. You guys remember in 2020, there was a couple games there where he just started glitching, right? Like you had the Barry Odom game where Barry Odom drops eight against Arkansas, the six interception game. The LSU game, he had five in that one, but there it was in the downpour, you know. And then they were coming back at the end, like so. Th- th- there was definitely circumstances there, but the the Barry Odom game that that's what taught him. Like if 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 it's not if if they're going to drop eight guys back there and just flood the, the the back half of the field, we'll just steal yards and nick them all game. And I think that's what you saw a lot more of in in 2021. Matt Corral did a much better job taking care of the ball. Number one but not allowing mistakes to compound. And for that reason, that's how he locked himself into the top two quarterbacks, at least on my board. And you wouldn't be surprised if a team gets nervous, like the Saints or someone else, and makes a little bit of a three to four, you know, slot jump and tries to grab Corral between 10 and 15, Thor? I would almost expect it. I, you know, the, the Saints have, have gotten into this position so soon before the draft because they're targeting, I would assume, a, a specific position, right? Like, you usually don't see the, the draft picks for draft pick trades that far in front of the draft unless it's for a very specific target. Generally, it's, it, it's a quarterback target, right? Like, you know, the Eagles a couple of years ago for Wentz or last year the, the 49ers going up for Lance. It's generally with a specific target. And in this case, you know, the, there's been whispers about this that, that trade was was set was was made to set up the next one. That they know that the guy that they want isn't going to fall to them in the teens. But now you got some real ammo in this draft to go and move up. You know whether that's how, you know how far do we got to get up? If, if Malik Willis is their guy, 
they'd probably have to get to five. If Corral's their guy, I, I think being somewhere in the earlier teens would, prob- would probably lock them into that. Now the Washington's off the board because Washington got wins. Okay. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Uh, and as we get closer, we're visiting with Thor Nystrom, uh, NBCSportsEdge.com, uh, NFL Draft Insider. It, as we get closer, a lot of times, e- all of them, you know, Willis, Corral, and and Pickett, and you mentioned Ritter, but, but their value is... Uh, is driven, you know, even more up and, and teams covet them even more uh, as we're jockeying, figuring out what's going on. So would you be shocked if all three are taken in the top 15? Not shocked. No, I, I, I wouldn't be. I, I could, because the, the scenario that facilitates that is if two go in the top 10. So the question becomes, can two go in the top 10? Because I, I think if that happens, yeah, th- there's going to be a, a, a sort of panic of the other teams there that were thinking they were going to get a, a quarterback in the first round in, in in terms of having to move up. So I, I think that's the scenario where you would see three in the top 15. And is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, the the I mean, w- one of the obvious ways would be if Detroit takes Willis at two and then at, at six, Carolina pops a quarterback. I, mm-hmm. I think at that point it, it would become the odds-on favorite outcome. And are you expecting a lot of moving around in the top uh, 15 to 20 on Thursday night? Man, after the offseason that that we've had, you'd be almost foolish not to. We've seen an unprecedented, you know, stringing together of procession of these just blockbuster trades with the NFI. I think more, more of the first round has already been overturned. Than, than in any of these recent analogous years. So, yeah, I, I would expect the trades to keep coming fast and furious on draft night as well, draft weekend. Let's talk about the what people believe is the number one pick, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan edge rusher to the Jaguars. Um, why is he bona fide number one? I mean, why why is it, you know, oh, this is – because I get that he's talented and and a really good player, but there also seems to be – a lot of question marks yet that this is what you know it's locked in it's a done deal do you agree with all the hype around him are you questioning why he should be a done deal number one pick 
your thoughts on Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher out of Michigan? I would say that since Jacksonville um, sort of locked itself out of taking an offensive lineman by franchising Cam Robinson and then by signing Brandon Scherf, which essentially locked Juwan Taylor in a right tackle. So, you, you know, you, you've taken all these different positions off the board. I, I think that's why it, it makes sense. Um, I, I definitely think it makes sense to, to rank Hutchinson as edge one and what is a very strong edge class. Like he, he tested historically well as far as his size adjusted athletic composite. He's coming off a historic season for Michigan when, they, you know, they did their run to the college football playoff. He, he was a Heisman finalist, deservedly so. Um, and then the motor is just ridiculous. So, so you know that there's nothing athletically he can't do in the NFL, and you know he's going to get every single ounce out of what it, you know, he's going to get as close to the ceiling as he possibly can. So I, I, I definitely get it. And, and the, the other thing that's good about him is he's, he's known as a, as a good locker room guy, you, you know, like a, a character guy. And coming out of that Urban Meyer fiasco, personality-wise, that's probably the, the kind of kid you're looking for when you're that turning the page. Okay. Uh, Thor Nystrom on the Out of Bounds Show in the Corona Premier Guest Line talking NFL draft. We expect both Matt Corral and Charles Cross, obviously, to go in the first round. Blake and I will be out in Las Vegas. Haven't been to a draft yet. Really, really looking forward to it. Do you, um, give me a team, a, a team maybe that we're not talking about that may try to make a run, make a move. You just mentioned the Saints, and obviously we're two and a half hours from New Orleans and have crazy Saints fans around here, but give me another team that may make a move and try to move up for either Willis or Corral, Thor. I know one that's going to try. I, I don't know if they got the ammo to get up there, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are absolutely going to try. You know, th- this has been one of the worst kept secrets, like at the draft process. I know that they love Malik Willis. He's not the only quarterback in this class that they like. Um, and so th- there might be more than one guy that they would move up for, but they, at least for Malik, I, I know he's, you know, the, that's, I, I, that would be their target. Um, but I, I, you know, if he goes early, if he goes, because they're not gonna be able to get up to one, you know, if he goes to the, the lions, he's going to lock him out, might even lock him out if, if he goes to the Panthers. But I, I know that the, the Steelers are absolutely going to try. We, we just saw the releasing of their, their official 30 visits. You know, you, you get to have, you know, 30 prospects into the building. It was funny because Pittsburgh's list had like eight or nine of the names were quarterbacks. They, they are taking a quarterback um, almost assuredly in the first round, in, unless there's just some nightmare scenario ahead of them. And, and they absolutely are going to make offers to move up. It's just, it, 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 you know, are they going to find a taker above them? All right, so let's say Willis goes two or six, um, or somewhere in there, top 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 five, top six. As soon as that happens, Thor, and everybody's watching the draft and having a beverage, and what does that do for Corral and Pickett's value, and maybe even Ritter's? As soon as the first one goes, well, if it, say you're you're Matt Corral, right? You're you know, I mean, of course you want to be quarterback one, but if you're not the next best thing that you're rooting for is the quarterbacks to go as soon as they can. So let, right. let, let's say it's going to be Malik Willis. You're praying it too that Detroit's going to take Malik Willis. Cause yeah, that, that that's when you move up to the top of the board at the NFL, by far the most valuable position in, in, in the NFL. And, you know, I, I don't know how many teams at, at the top of their board corrals QB one, but he's in the top three on a, a whole lot of boards. And if, if one of these happens to be, you know, one of these teams that's in range there, 
I, I think that's where you could see Matt Corral go a little bit higher than, than people have talked to at this point in this process. And, you know, the, the, the chatter around Corral, he'd have a lot more talk around him if he'd just gone through the full draft process. But, you know, the kid was a warrior. He played out his season, suffered the injury. You know, and so, and so it's, it's been a little bit late, late of a start for him against some of these other guys that we've seen throw. So the, the, the media has talked more about him. But um, the, Matt Corral's a legit prospect. The sure. NFL knows it. And he may close the gap. I mean, he may be the guy that uh, has more juice the next three weeks than the other two that we've been talking about, Thor, because of what you just described. You never know. Um, I, I think, in fact, uh, I may or may not have a, a ticket from a sports book from a month or two ago about Matt Corral to be QB1 because the odds on that stuff were, were badly off in the market because Matt Corral's pre-draft process had started late. I love it. Okay, let's switch gears. Charles Cross, left tackle, uh, Mississippi State. Um, you know, we know all about him because we've been following him since his high school career. But um, he really showed up and showed out this past year, and people believe all you know his best football is in front of him. Where do you see Charles Cross going? He's a definitely a top fifteen pick. He, he's going to go somewhere in the in, in in the top half of the first round. For him, it, it sort of becomes the opposite kind of equation that we're talking about. You know, like with with Corral, for instance, with Charles Cross. You're hoping that you know whether you know I'm wrong that the Jaguars take an offensive lineman or. I don't think the Lions will because they got Sewell and they got that, you know, they're paying Decker a whole bunch of money across from him. But if not, then the Texans, right? Because the more teams at the top, the very, very top, um, the Jets, the Giants, the, the more of those teams that take off, offensive linemen, ideally for Cross, two of the top five teams would, would, would end up taking an offensive lineman, or two of the top six, you know, however you go. Because then that's when Cross goes to, to the top of the board. I don't think he, he's getting above Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal. But I think the second the two of those guys are off the board, all of a sudden it's Charles Cross time. He won't be in the green room for long after that. Okay. Um, Thor Nystrom on the Out of Bounds Show and the Corona Premier Guest Line, uh, NBCSportsEdge.com. And we're excited Corral and Cross will, uh, will be drafted in the first round. Do you have a... Like, who's your sleeper guy in the top 15 or so, Thor, where you're like, okay, there's just only so much bandwidth after you talk, start talking about Aiden Hutchinson and the quarterbacks and a couple other guys. Who's your sleeper guy that you're like, this guy is so talented, but he's just not going to get a lot of pub, but he's going to be really good for someone? I, I'd say Chris Olave. You know, like oh, this, this this receiver class, every time – Chris Olave never gets talked about. It's, it's the craziest dang thing. This is a kid who the last three years was clearly the best receiver on the Ohio State roster when they didn't just have Garrett Wilson, fellow first-rounder Garrett Wilson. They also had wide receiver one for next year, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Promise you he's going to be wide receiver one. And they also had Jamison Williams on those teams. Jamison Williams had to transfer to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in order to get targets. And a lot of that was because of Chris Olave. He, he wasn't getting past Chris Olave on, on the depth chart. And all three of those years, Chris Olave was the guy. You know, and then, and then Wilson got better, you know, as far as the complimentary. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba, of course, took off. But I, I just think he's a really underrated player. People focus on the, the nitpicking, the, the one thing he can't control, which is, you know, the, the size thing, the play strength thing. 
but on every single other metric, he's awesome and almost unparalleled in in, in this class, both statistically and on tape. He, he's a guy who he creates separation in his routes like the rest of us breathe, like, like it's just something natural for him as a matter of course. Okay, Chris Alave, um, Ohio State wide receiver for our listeners and filthy talented. Can my Dallas Cowboys do anything to get him, or will he be long, long gone, Thor? I, I think there, that there's a shot, and I think that that would be a great fit. You know, just because of the, the depth of this wide receiver class and, you know, part of that thing I was talking about, about like Olave's been, he's been the top guy for so long that there's there was this nitpicking that started, and now some of these receivers are passing them. And, and, and I definitely understand, like, um, I, I love Drake London, for instance, or Jamison Williams, I, I think absolutely would have had a very real shot to be wide receiver one, if not for the ACL. And, 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 and I, I still love uh, Jamison Williams. But um, because of that stuff and because, the, you know, the projection is that Garrett Wilson uh, will also go above him. I don't agree with that, but that, 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 that's the projection. That's the thing that could push Olave, and, and I think probably will, at least to the late teens, hmm. and very well could push him into the 20s. But what, it, at the very least, it would open up and facilitate the possibility of a trade-up for, for a team like Dallas. Okay. So if Alave is gone and the Dallas Cowboys are still locked in and they want to get a wide – let's say they want to go wide receiver, period, who do you think that could be outside of Alave? I think I think Jamison Williams would be a possibility, depending on on the way that the NFL comes out seeing his his medicals. Because you know, I I obviously you know I I don't have any more information uh, about that than than anyone else does. I I, I haven't seen his medicals. That's going to be an individual team decision. But um, you know, he absolutely could fall you know th- th- there because of that. Um, and and he would I mean he, he, if it's me, I'm running the card in at that point because of the the talent he is. I I you know. If I need a wide receiver, if if Jameson Williams needs to be out the first couple of weeks, I'm I'm fine with that. And he might be on the field. I mean, we saw the videos of him moving around super good. He didn't get to to, to work out at Alabama's pro day, but they, they had video of him, you know, doing shuffles and 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 you know, sort of uh, calisthenics on the field. And I was like, man, that that is a guy that's moving around very well for just coming off the ACL there. And then as as far as one sleeper guy for the twenties to keep in the back of your head. I think Christian Watson, at the end of the day, from NDSU, I think he ends up cracking the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up going in the 20s, and people should not view it as a stunner or or even a mistake. That that kid has first-round NFL ability all day. Let's. I got about a minute. Let's wrap it up with this. Thor Nystrom on the Corona Premier Guest Line. N'Kobe Dean is from Mississippi, had a great career at Georgia. Where do you see N'Kobe Dean going? The off-ball linebacker thing is so hard because it's sort of like it. In in some ways, it's analogous to to running backs. It's not quite as as depreciated, but it's it's getting there because you know the NFL teams are in nickel so much that that most of the time there's there's two off-ball linebackers on the field for a given NFL team. So that that's why there there's a value depreciation there. But he's a fabulous player. I mean, like I I mean just like just absolutely chef's kiss fabulous i mean just so active and physical and reliable over all those years and by the way i think there's more utility out of his game than we've seen as you know georgia didn't blitz their linebackers certainly as much as they could have they they were pretty conservative with that uh nicobe dean as far as his uh, uh pressure percentage per snap 
was, I believe, above Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. Now it's, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking a smaller sample size. Shani Tindall was another example of this, a guy who was an awesome blitzer, just didn't get to do it as much. But I think in the NFL, you're going to see Nicobe Dean unleashed a little bit more as a blitzer as well. We already know he can cover as well. He, he, he's a kid that can do everything. Love it. That was fun. Thor Nystrom, NBCSportsEdge.com, NFL Draft Insider on Corral Cross and some of the other guys that will be going in the first round. Can't wait. Thursday night, Las Vegas in a few weeks. It's going to be a blast. Hey, Thor, uh, great job. We appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon. Always good talking to you. Thor Nystrom on the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Ram Trucks, Jeep Wranglers, and Jeep Cherokees at Mack Hike and Flowood. Visit MacHikeFlowood.com. Also, the show is brought to you by Went McGee, the mortgage man, mortgagemanms.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. And guess what? Mudbugs opens today. That's where you can grab a uh, sack of crawfish and enjoy yourself with a Corona premiere. We'll see you tomorrow.